It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Monday night, so you know what that means. Another episode of the Loud Pedal. I am Clark Mike Griswold, alongside my co-host, the Mount, Brian Hustlinger. What's up? This week, this week we got a special guest for you, the Ginger Ninja, Jack Laner. What's going on, Jack? What's going on, guys? Not much, brother. How you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, you know, we're doing. We're living the dream, I guess. <laughs> I hear you. Somebody's dream. We're not sure whose it is. All right, a nightmare. <laughs> I think one. I think my ex-wife's nightmare or something. I'm. We're, I'm not sure. And I invited everybody in. I like to share. I like to share. You know. Your ex-wife's dream for you, at least. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so Jack, uh, how's, how's your 2020 season going so far? Um, you know, it's been ups and downs just like anybody else, I think. 2020 is a weird year. Um, yeah. obviously wish we could have raced some more than we have, but thankful we got to do the racing that we did. Um, you know, we had some good races, some good finishes and some not so good races. So kind of just the way she goes. How tough was this past week for you? I mean, I'm, I know it's supposed to be six nights straight, but you know uh, the Utica Rome race getting rained out. But I mean, still five five nights and or five races and six nights. That's got to be pretty tough. Yeah, it's a grind. I mean, especially with with our team, you know, we're a little bit of a smaller operation here, and uh, it, we had another curveball thrown at us this weekend. I was supposed to have some more guys, but uh, one of my guys works for National Grid, and with the storm, he had to he got called into work, so he couldn't come out, and then another guy had to. Got called into work for UPS, so we were down two guys that we thought we were going to have. But, um, you know, we made do. It was uh, definitely a lot of late nights and early mornings, and uh, it was, you know, all worth it in the end. So how did you get your start in dirt racing or just racing in general? Uh, I started racing when I was uh, five years old. My dad uh, put me in a go-kart and uh, just kind of kept, you know, I, I loved it right off the bat. Um you know, we we ran pretty well in the go-kart ranks, just kept working at it, moving up. And uh, then we, when I was about 16, started racing sportsmen. I drove for uh, Ray West End. Um, Rocky Warner went to drive for Jake Spraker, so he had an open car, and he put me in the car for the year. Um, ran limited sportsmen a couple of races, and then after that, we got our own car, ran sportsmen for a year, and then kind of worked our way up to where we're at now. How many, how many years were you in a sportsman? Did you move up to a modified pretty quickly? Yeah, it was pretty quick. Uh, you know, I think we – not even a full year for the sportsman. I mean, we ran some limited limited sportsman races, like, at the end of – I think it was probably 2016. And then 2017, we ran the whole year sportsman. And at the end of 2017, we started running some small block shows. And then by 2018, we were 
full time running big block and small block stuff. So uh, pretty quickly moving up into the modified ranks, I guess you decided that uh, if you're going to move up, you want to run the dirt car uh, tour because you ran the whole tour. What last year was the first year on the tour? Yeah, 2019. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was. No. Um, what was that? No, I was going to say how how tough was that being? You know, you just moved up into a big block. You know, how tough was it going to get? going up against, you know, arguably, you know, the best group of modified drivers, you know, in the country? Oh, it's, it was really tough. I mean, you know, we had our we had a first good year in Big Blocks 2018. We ran pretty good at our uh, home track. We got some top five runs and stuff. And we hit a little bit of the uh, Super Dirt Series shows that were closer to home and had a lot of fun. I mean, learned a lot every time we went out with those guys. And they all raced really clean, a lot of respect. They're all really good drivers. So, you know, at the end of 2018, we were like, you know what? The best way to get the best we can at this is to race with those guys. You know, that's how we're going to get better. So 2019, we jumped in and definitely got our butts kicked here and there, but learned the most we could, wrote it down, improved, and, uh, you know, I think it helped tremendously. It really kind of just raises the level of racing that you're used to being at. I mean, if, say, you race at some uh, track that's, doesn't get a big field of cars you know you get used to a different level of racing than if you're running with the best of the best so you know we want to we want to be the best one day so we got to race with them i guess yeah absolutely i mean it's got to be tough you're an uppercomer you're going against like freezing sometimes i mean shepherd williamson you know the list goes on white all those guys the list goes on but going against those guys do you actually take something like i learned something by i don't know follow or watch shepherd go around anything like that yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're racing wheel to wheel with those guys, you just kind of see how they drive. And, you know, they they drive so hard, but also so smooth at the same time. It's hard to explain, but and yeah. so you just get used to that. It's like, okay, that's how I gotta. That's how I gotta be. That's how I gotta drive. This is how we gotta take care of our equipment. You know, these guys are prepared. They're ready every time they come out. There's not a single thing wrong with a single part of their operation. So it's just. A combination of everything you know you get used to running with those guys and eventually hopefully try to become one of those guys do you pick any of those guys brains like when you have a little downtime in the pit area i don't know before the race you guys just unloaded anything like that like hey uh matt what do you think tonight at, i don't know let's yeah. say you're at yeah say you're at land of legends pick it obviously he'd be one of the guys to pick pick his brain to get a setup you, i mean do and are they free to give it up yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, they're not going to give you everything they know, but, right. um, you know, Matt, Matt and I have be- become pretty good friends. Shepard and I, we've been pretty good friends over the past couple of years. Just, I started out, he didn't even know who I was. Some kid, I asked him if he had a car for sale and we bought it off of him. And ever since then, just seeing him at the track, you know, we, I'd always, you know, go over, talk to him, see what he thinks and what he thinks the night's going to be like. And, you know, running the tour, you you're around those guys you kind of become like a little friend group you know we're going to all these tracks together so you yeah get to know a lot of them and yeah we all uh definitely try to pick their brains a little bit but take it you know they're not going to give you all their secrets which why would they yeah yeah exactly uh so as far as 2020 goes for the rest of the season uh what's what's the plans for you and your team uh well right now it's looking like we're going to be, the next race for us is going to be Eastern States. Um, and then after that, 
really have to see what unfolds. I mean, if there's going to be a Charlotte, we'll be at Charlotte. Um, as of right now, we're planning on going to that race in Louisiana. Um, but we're kind of just taking it week by week. I mean, see what pops up and see what's going to work out for us. No Port Royal? No, we were, we were planning on going to Port Royal. Um, unfortunately, Saturday night we had some engine issues with our primary car and uh, had to pull out our backup car. And uh, with the backup car, we had a couple more uh, issues there. So we decided it would be best to take this weekend off and get everything straightened out. Yeah, recoup, yeah recoup, recharge. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what was the decision to come down to Big Diamond to take a shot at the cold cracker? Well, there wasn't a lot of racing going on, and I saw the coal cracker came out, and you know I looked at the rules. I, we never really ran one of those PA spec races, and uh, I was like, well, it's not really a lot of work to change our dirt spec over to be a PA spec motor, and good payout, and really just nothing else going on. We we're like, shoot, let's go try it, and we were gonna, we were thinking about running the 76er as well, seeing how that goes, but um, Oof, that's so we went to Big Diamond is a yeah, it, it, well, it's you know it's a nice track. I had a lot of fun there. Um, it's just a whole different group of guys, and it's a whole different type of race. And I mean, I'd never been to that track. We didn't fare too well, and uh, I think we had to work on our package a little bit for that small block American racer stuff. It's just different. Um, you know, you see those guys that dominate that stuff. They come up, run big block Hoosiers. They struggle. It's just a whole different yeah. ball game, you know. Yeah, they. Yeah, like uh, I was at the Sixer this year, and. Uh, well, Billy Decker w- wound up going home. He got a crap draw on his heat. So, like, you know, you see a legend like Decker go home, uh, a couple other drivers. Uh, Shepard looked okay, but it, he didn't seem like Matt Shepard, if that makes sense to you. Right. Because yeah, they run it, this. It's yeah. Tough. It's, it's no, really ahead, tough. And at, at a race like the 76er, I mean, there's a lot of really good cars. So, if yeah. you, like you said, Billy Decker, you get a bad draw. It's hard to make up ground in the heat race when everybody's pretty good, the track's pretty fast, and small blocks, it's hard to make up a lot of ground anyway. So, you know, that's just just the way it goes with that stuff. It's tough. Yeah, and as much as we don't want to give the uh, the Grandview fans credit, that track is... No, we don't. We don't. That, 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 that track is to come in as an outsider and, and win. And, uh, you know, a race like the 76er proves that, you know, when you got guys like Jeff Strunk, who's won it eight times now, Right. Right. Yeah. Strunk, Howard, and TVD, you know, they're, that's their playground there. They're going to be tough to beat. They know that place better than anyone else. Yeah. No, I agree. But, and then, like you said, the same thing if they come up, if they come up to New York, it's, uh, you know, you put them in a big block on some Hoosiers on a slick track, and, and it's almost like they forgot how to race. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really, two different completely different types of racing it's you know it's, it's strange it's the same car but it's yeah. totally different that's what totally a lot different. of those, yeah that's what a lot of those guys say we were talking uh like billy jr and ryan go down from being down in the south region down here where where we're at uh he said yeah it's completely night and day you're used to american racers spec uh small blocks here and you go up with the big blocks to hoosiers it's night and day right yeah, you know, I was I was pretty impressed. Go down uh, when he ran the tour last year. He uh, started yeah. out early on, struggled a little bit, but by the end, man, he was running pretty good. He he got a good hold of everything. He said he'd never do it again because it's just 
from being down here to go all the way up there is like you'd have to live in like central New York to even do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't blame them one bit. It would be like, you know, me running the Southern Short Track Super Series Tour. It's like I'd be traveling six hours for every race. Yeah, you got to do it. I think you said he had like $50,000 in diesel fuel just for his hauler, just to follow the tour. Wow. Holy shit. This is what we said. (laughs) Some people even make that a year. It's like, damn, just just to go from A A to B. Yeah, that's not counting the engines and cars and everything else. Yeah, Yeah. he said that was just fuel for the hauler. That wasn't fuel on the race car or tires for the race car or anything. That was strictly just fuel for the hauler. That's it. Man, he needs to get a more fuel-efficient hauler. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you tell him that, it's like, oh, if you guys want to buy me one, yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I said, dude, we're we're just starting now. Let's just relax, all right? (laughs) So, I mean... you you have quite a few uh, friends down this way, though, uh, if I'm correct. I know you're you're pretty good friends with like Ryan Crachan and stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Crachan just... and Stangle, and I kind of got to know them through Dipple. Um, which Dipple, I kind of got to know through Max. You know, they're kind of just a string of friends there. But um, yeah, they're pretty cool guys. They're fun to hang out with. Yeah, they the Crachans adopted us. Uh, yeah. We we always apologize to them for that, letting us hang around with them. They're, but they're good. They're good people. They're great people, though. Yeah, totally. I like Ryan. You know, he's. Just, I met him at Orange County yeah. for that Centennial race the first time I think last year, and uh, yeah, we ended up hanging out. And it, you know, it'd be funny go back to like, he came up and he's like, "Holy shit, this is like the slickest track I've ever seen." And I was like, "Man, this isn't even that slick." <laughs> he just comes from <laughs> you know that totally different type of race and. Yeah, he's used to dip down here where the tracks are a little bit heavier, not as slick. Right. Uh, so yeah, what was the, how would, yeah, how would you sum up your experience at Big Diamond, like your first time there? Would you go back or eh? I'd go back. I mean, you know, we struggled, but that wasn't the track's fault. You know, we just we had to be a little bit better. I thought it was a pretty cool track. I had, I had fun there. Um, it, it's definitely a neat place. And, yeah, I'll, we'll probably plan on going back to the Coal Cracker and hopefully – maybe get another show in before then so we can kind of fine-tune our stuff and maybe right. be a little better. Well, if you go, we'll go. The only reason That's the only reason me and Mike will go if you go next year. All right, sounds good. We'll have to keep in touch then. We're going to try to get all the guests we've ever had on for the rest of this year. They all have to go to the coal cracker or something down by us. All right? I don't want to hear no. No is not an acceptable answer to us. I mean, it's just not. <laughs> I'll probably be there, and hopefully I can get there again a couple times before that so we can maybe have a better shot at it. Yeah, maybe Matt Shepard won't snub you this time when he pulls into the pits, uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you look at a guy and you, you wave, he just looks at you like, just uh, like, all right, you know what, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a pretty cool dude. Oh, he is. I, I got to meet him a couple years ago at Eastern States, so it was just – uh him and his wife at the time, uh, down there in the pits and talked to him for a while. He's, he's real funny. You could ball boss with him too. So he was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so Brian's going to give me shit for this question, but it, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, my, uh, my home track's Bridgeport and I know you come for the super dirt car series race. 
and it's a new, all new configuration this year. So I gotta ask, what did you think of the new setup? I thought it was pretty badass. That was that was one of the coolest tracks I think we've been to. I mean, and that place is like out of a video game, honestly, <laughs> from Tony Stewart or something. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun there. You know, it's like uh, you're out there, like in the heat race, you can drive into the bottom super hard and slide up, and then it's like next lap you're entering on the wall. Like I I got some scrapes on my right rear quarter panel from banging the wall there. It's, it was just fun, elbows up racing. I liked it. It's like watching modified, it's like sprint car race. That's that's the only way I could describe it from seeing on uh, on TV and stuff. It was I, I just thought it was great. A lot a lot of room, a lot of passing, a lot of action. It was I think it was pretty awesome. Definitely, just the, they did a great job with the track, the banking, the way everything is. It makes for a lot of grooves, sliding around, you know, slide jobs everywhere, and then crossovers back under them. It was definitely cool. I mean, in the feature, we 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 struggled a little bit early. The car was good. I was just, you know, trying to figure out the place. And in the feature, we were pretty good. I think we started, like, 24th, and we were fourth, I believe, with, like, eight laps to go. Ended up getting a flat. But, like, that just goes to show how racy it was. You know, you could come from the back. It was cool. So yeah, uh, you weren't the only one to get a flat that night. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody just about. <laughs> yeah. A certain guy who uh, passed freezing for the lead. Oh, no, his rear end broke. Well, he got a flat yeah, earlier in the race. Yeah, and he came on. So Friday night, we all played Saratoga, correct? Yeah, yep. Um, where were you this year at Saturdays? Did, you went down to Orange County, I believe, no? Yeah, we were at Orange County for a little while, and then uh, when they got shut down, we were at Fonda on Saturdays with Eric Nelson, 85 car there. Which track do you prefer out of the two, or it doesn't matter to you? I like them both. Um, Fonda's always, you know, been a special place to me. I kind of started racing there. That was like one of the first tracks I raced at, and it's close to home. But uh, at the same time, I really liked Orange County. You know, we had a good time when we were racing there. It was a lot of fun. So I like both tracks. Hopefully I could see you down there a couple Saturdays next year, possibly, see what happens. At Orange County? Yes. That, that's my own. You going to yes. go to Eastern States? Uh, no. Not this year. I wanted to wait until it gets back to somewhat normal. I hear you. So, so I mean, yeah, that's the only the stand, yeah, the whole thing. Right. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, that's Brian's home track. He's from he's from Middletown. So we had plans of going up there this year because I mean the, the the drivers that were racing there this year who wouldn't want to go there, you know. But unfortunately, with COVID hitting, we didn't we didn't get to make it. Yeah, I know it was a shame. It was definitely shaping up to be a good year. All the good drivers they had committed weekly there. Oh man, Just, yeah. <clears throat> it was like an all star race every week there. So that's what it. When I was growing up, that's what it used to be like every Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, man, we had a ball running there. I mean, it was like, you know, almost like a big money race every Saturday night. You know, a lot of good cars, which yep. just made for good racing. It was a lot of fun. Well, even this year, I mean, they were paying pretty good to win each week. Was it like 2500 to win each week, which is, That's you know, normal. pretty pretty top dollar for New York, though. So. Oh, it was, the payout's awesome there. I mean, that's what drew us there initially. We were kind of looking for a place to race on a Saturday night, and we're like, "Man, I saw somewhere they put out something like their modified purse. I think it's even, I think it's like three grand or even a little more to win." And uh, 
I just know like I ran second there one night and I got more money for second than I would if I would have won at Malta the night before when we ran second. It was just, it was crazy. You know, the first night we went there, I think we ran seventh and I got like 900 bucks in the mail. And I was like, what? 900 bucks for seventh? That's crazy for a weekly, weekly show. That's pretty good. So hopefully they can keep that going for next year. It's good for the racers. And I believe their, their championships, uh, pay pretty well too more than most yeah it was like a uh it was almost equivalent to the super dirt series it was like forty thousand or thirty thousand to win the championship there yes which obviously you know that got that uh didn't happen because of the covid but you know nothing they can do about that what does uh what does super dirt car series pay for their championship is it 50 it's 40 with but then there's a lot of contingencies and stuff on top of it. So I'm, I don't know what it ends up being. I haven't won it, obviously, but <laughs> it probably ends up being a pretty good payday. Yeah, well, I'll let you guys know when I win one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, once I win one, I'll call you up, let you know what the total was. <laughs> I'll leave it, yeah, I'll leave it screenshot the check for you if you'd like, which would be great. <laughs> right, that'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, this year, I have to sum up this year as far as, like, I always brag about my New York guys from New York, but, like, a lot of the, you guys coming down here to PA and stuff, it's been kind of nice. The tracks are kind of close by me now to see the whole mix of everything. I, I have to admit, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. It's always always cool to see uh, invaders from anywhere, no matter where they're from, but oh, you guys be... take on the, the whole yeah. track heroes there and See what happens. It's always always makes for an exciting night. Now to try to get them to come up there, that's that's a whole other conversation, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, PA drivers will not travel north for they won't. for whatever they just, reason. I I haven't figured it out yet, but when I when I figure it out, I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't think they like the slick slick track racing. Oh, uh, that's least. probably a good a good. Uh, is plus switching tires over and at well, every almost every track in New York's going dirt associated again. Then you gotta have to have another car and all that other stuff too. So I kind of get that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they all run small block stuff too, <clears throat> and it's mostly right. big block stuff up here. So yeah, they really have to have a whole different car and program for it. So I don't blame them. No, I mean, even just... like ahead, even the like the Centennial race last year. I don't think too many guys. Uh, went up north for that. I mean, I know like Jeff Strunk and like Ryan Godown, they both went up. But I mean, Ryan Godown was up there anyways for the tour. But I don't think too many guys went up for you know that. You would think for uh, you know a hundred thousand to win, you know they would take a chance. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we did get they did get a pretty good turnout for that race. Is just you know almost I think sometimes races like that might even turn some of those cars away because like hundred thousand dollars to win they know stewie and shepherd and everyone else are going to be there so like i think and i'm not really going to have a shot at it you know hey, you, do wall them. you do if you wall them <laughs> yeah that might not work out too well <laughs> yeah whatever it's for a hundred thousand dollars i'd run over my own grandma i'd stuff her right in a wall are you kidding me <laughs> yeah i probably would too but yeah so what? second or third that's the other hard part <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah that's a that's a great point <laughs> 
can't wall them running 29 to lap down. Yeah, well, because <laughs> pissed off because you're not running second or third up 29, and I'm taking it out on somebody. <laughs> or you I'm taking them out for 28. You can wait for the leaders to come around and wall them. Yeah. I don't know if that'd work out for you. They might kick you out. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Right. Now, as a driver, like, um, like we were just talking about the different rules packages from down here at Jersey PA to New York. Is that frustrating for you guys? Like, you would like to come down to do a couple more of these bigger races, but like, man, I have to really switch a car over. Does that get frustrating? Yeah, definitely. You know what? What was kind of frustrating for me is, the small block stuff, and I think I kind of speak for a lot of people here. Like, they're PA in New Jersey. They should all be able to kind of get together and do the same engine deal for everybody. I mean, the dirt spec small block is really not far off of the PA spec or the New Jersey spec, but it's all different seals and stuff. So they're kind of creating barriers for everybody to come in. It's like a real pain in the ass. And then you got to have seals on your engine for Pennsylvania. You know, Big Diamond, we didn't have seals, so we knew that say we were to run top five it would have been a full teardown which is fine but they're kind of just making it tougher on the racer you know what i mean i mean that's what they're I, adding a, i feel like they're adding an unnecessary cost to racing when really they need to work together to make the sport cheaper definitely and, and you like, know the biggest like, way we can make it cheaper is keeping the same rule package yes. as much as you can across all the tracks i mean I understand the tire deal, you know, Hoosier puts money in for their series races or whatever, and American Racer puts money in for theirs, so the tire is not a huge deal. But as far as the motor package and the cars and the bodies and everything else, it'd be nice if we could kind of keep it all the same, you know. Now, speaking of tires, uh, between Hoosier and American Racer, uh, are the compounds pretty close to each other, or are they just way, way different? Uh, they're, they're pretty different. The, the Hoosier is definitely a harder tire sidewall wise, at least. I mean, there's American racer compounds that are close to what a 300 is, but most of the time we're on softer compounds. So the American racer, you definitely get a lot more grip, a lot more speed out of the tire, but you know, it's kind of, it doesn't really bother me. Everyone's on the same thing. It, you know, American racer, Hoosier, we all got the same thing. So we all got to make it work, you know? I mean, could you, uh, would you be a happy meeting if, like, all right, we're having open tire rule? If you're running American Racers, blah, blah, blah. If you have Hoosiers, blah, blah. Could they pretty much be close? Like, would there be no, one? No, I don't think so. The other? Would there be one advantage of a tire to the next? Yeah, the, the American Racers are almost always at least a half second quicker, depending on the track. It's, you get a lot more grip with the American racers for sure. You wouldn't be competitive with a Hoosier. I mean, uh, what about what if you just the way it is? What about the wear between the two? You definitely wear the American racers a lot more. Okay. And that's you know they produce more grip, but you burn them up quicker because they're a lot softer. Yeah, so, that makes sense. All right. The you know the Hoosiers were cutting, we cut them all up with the sights and everything to get them to build more heat and work better. The American racers, you don't really have to cut them up too much because they already, you know, work right out of the gate. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. Every episode we learn something new on the technical side. We're not very technical kind of guys. Yeah, we're we're like plumbers. We're tradesmen. We're idiots, basically. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
We, so we, that, we can build a house for you, but we can't tell you how to make a race car go fast. <laughs> no. Well, that's perfect because I can't build a house, but I can make a race car go well, fast. Well, there you go. There you go. balance. I think they call it balance. Yeah, that's we'll right. A little bit of we'll do some bartering back and forth. Right. You get a house. You build me a house. I'll build you a race car. There we go. That works. I think moving forward, the three of us should get together and start a campaign to make rules, like, close to each other so everybody can, like, race more in other places. Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, I don't care which way the rules goes. It'd just be nice to kind of find some middle ground and make a compromise. Right. You know, down south, there's a lot of, you know, the the dirt car stuff is pretty good. You know, the dirt car tracks, big blocks, Hoosiers, kind of the same thing wherever you go. And down south, you know, it really changes a lot from track to track and race race series to race series. So it's it's tough, you know. I mean, promoters got to kind of even individual tracks running against each other have like we'll have different rules. I, I wish everybody just kind of get together just across the board for for the health of the sport. Right. It doesn't help anybody to create no, areas like that with the rules. Yeah, I mean, most 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 of your tracks down here now are spec small block tracks, so that I mean that helps that helps that helps the guys down here. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't necessarily help the guys up north that want to come down. I mean, in reality, your only big block tracks down here, I believe, would be Delaware, you know, Georgetown and and uh, and Delmar. I don't. Other than that, I don't know that you know too many guys are running big blocks anywhere else. I mean, you got a guy or two. At, Bridgeport every week that maybe run a big block and maybe a guy or two at New Egypt every week that's running a big block. But other than that, they're they're pretty coming pretty obsolete down here. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of the opposite up here, you know. It's mostly big block racing up here except for Fonda, but and then we have our dirt spec small block tracks too, which that's a good deal as well. But it's kind of dirt car country up here, you know. Yeah, I wish we had more big block racing down here because I grew yeah, up on big blocks. So I, I miss it. I do, but hey, what are you gonna do, right? At least we got some racing. Right. That's all. You know what I mean? I'm all for the big blocks. I'm a big big block guy. I think it's. I think they're the best. But I, obviously, there'll be people that disagree. People are small block guys, but I'm a big uh, supporter of the big blocks for sure. I, I mean, think when you put a guy in a big block you find out how good of a driver he really is yeah i think that it widens the gap you know between driver and car and the success of it i mean with big block racing you really got to be on your a game with everything you know your car driver and everything else small blocks you can kind of get away with some things a little more just because it's not as much power not as much heavier not as demanding as a big block is so and i think the racing is a little better you know the better car usually wins at the big block stuff because it's like I said, widens that gap where small box sometimes it can get strung out a little easier, I think. And, and speaking of uh, big blocks, your buddy from Louisiana, Brandon Hightower, yeah. just made oh, yeah. big power, big yeah, yeah. power with that new motor. Your pal there. Oh, yeah. His uh, his old man, uh, Chrome Dome, he's, he's quite the <laughs> motor builder. I met him. <laughs> he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. His name's Kevin, but he's bald. And where he works on his engines in the shop, there's like LED lights above him. And I'll tell you what, I swear he polishes his head with like a mother's buffer or something. 
That's hilarious. So we call him Chrome Dome. <laughs> yeah, so Brandon's moving up north, uh, what, January or something like that, Mike? Yeah, I think he said I something. I guess so. Yeah, beginning of next year sometime, he's moving up north here. And uh, from my understanding is most of his racing will be done at Bridgeport next year. That's what it sounds like, yeah. He should just kick up to New York. You want to learn, go to Albany, Saratoga. It's like an all-star race every Friday night. You want to learn, go up there and run with those guys. I know. I think he's scared. Yeah, I think he is, too. <laughs> he, got, he got so scared, he didn't come on the show last week. Was it last week, Mike? Really? Or two weeks ago? That was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he just kind of – and I know he's busy, uh, but he could at least message me and be like, hey, dude, I can't make it. That's bullshit. Oh, it is yeah, so next time you talk to him, give him a blast of shit about it. Yeah, like a yeah, lot. Yeah, I have to give him a hard time. <laughs> yeah, yes. he's been he's been real busy. I know he was he was like stressing out big time with that street stock race that they had at his track that he was promoting. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a fifteen thousand yeah. to win street stock race, and God, that's huge. So like that here, it would be. I mean, the state police would have to get called in for that. Yeah. I give him, yeah, I give him props too because the top, I think like the top three, or I know at least the winner, but it may be the top three. I mean, they completely tore the motors down. Yeah, I know top three that tore the motors down completely, and like the top ten, they got checked pretty hard, which is good when you're putting that kind of money up. You gotta. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I agree, and we we promote the shit on our page. We. Promote the shit out of that twenty thousand race coming up. You know, we uh, I, I talked to Brandon uh, on the phone probably what was that in the springtime or whatever, right before he had the uh, ten thousand to win race. So you know, we try to promote everything he's doing down there because I mean, it's pretty pretty fucking cool that he's got Northeast Modifieds racing down in Louisiana. Oh, it's badass. I mean, I'm definitely gonna do my best to support it, and hopefully, we can get a good a uh, good crowd for that one in November. It's Definitely really good for the sport. I'd like to be able to try to grow the Northeast mods a little more out of the Northeast. Yeah, so do we. We're, we're you know, we're trying to get yeah. a down south. Of like, check check out what we have up here in the Northeast. We're, you know, we're trying to do our little part of it. I'm just worried, well, once Brandon leaves down there, that will Northeast dirt modified racing still exist down there, or that's it? I think it will. Um, maybe not so much at chatham there that track that he's been promoting yeah um but i know in texas there's like the arc law tech speedway they run northeast modifieds but they put sprint car wings on top i saw that um, yeah kind of weird like they seem to get a pretty good crowd i think so hopefully they can keep that going hopefully we can uh we can grow the sport a little bit further down south and i know every time we go race down in volusia and charlotte Everyone thinks that's pretty fast, but I agree. So to be able to grow it a little more. So so uh, going back to Chatham, you were down there earlier this year, and so what was the the track down there like? Was it was it like a whole different ball game from the you know the tracks around here, or even you know you know Volusia and, and stuff like that? Oh, not really. I mean, it was a it was a fun little ball ring. I mean, it was a it was a nice track. They prepped it well. It was smooth. I had a lot of fun there. Um, definitely a little bull ring style track, so it's not quite like Volusia, but um, it was definitely cool. It was a nice place. 
I'm I'm looking forward to going back. That's for sure. How's the fan reception been for um, the Northeast of Dirt Modifies down south? The times that you've been. Oh, they down. love it. Good. It was when we were down there. Yeah, we had that Good. place was packed on the final night for that ten thousand to win. And I know all the fans going through the pits, and you know it helps having guys like Stewie there and stuff. Cause yeah, of course. You know, a lot of people know who Stewie Friesen is. Right. So that helps. But everyone thought it was like an amazing show, and you know we did put on a good show. I think it was there's some good racing up front. Um, that seemed like the fans loved it, and hopefully even uh, get even a bigger crowd here in November. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. You know, the the Northeast Dirt Modifieds, I think put on one of the best races you can watch. I mean, yeah, sprint cars are cool because they're fast, but nine times out of ten, a sprint car race is follow the leader. Right. They just they they get going so fast, and they're so aero-dependent that, yep. you know, the guy in second in the dirty air has a hard time getting up to the leader. That's just the nature of the cars. Yeah, And, and when you're racing against Kyle Larson, you just might as well just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> That guy's an animal, isn't he? Yeah, and with dirt modifies, you find start finding the groove. It's it's just yeah, like Mike said, there's nothing there's nothing like it in the world. It's the best. That's that's hands down the best. I agree. I'm a little biased, but well, we're all a little biased, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, cause <laughs> sprint cars are snobby. I like I like my dirt modified guys. You know, they get their hands dirty. Some of them, it's just it's awesome. Definitely. I mean, a lot of a lot of them. You see a lot of guys, you know, wrenching on their own cars, which is really cool. And like, I feel like when you go to the sprint car world, you don't see that as much. Yeah, it's like NASCAR and dirt. I don't touch that. Eh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I think pretty much every single successful modified driver wrenches on their own stuff. Um, you know, and it, yeah, definitely the sprint car guys. It's a little more high up kind of nascar status where they have their full crew the driver just drives but even i think it's definitely cooler when the driver's got to work on his own stuff even sprint car fans are snotty too i'm like we just stop it <laughs> yeah. yeah modified racing we drink beer and these guys will think I, I can i have a glass of wine please that's sprint cars sorry pinky out martinis and <laughs> martinis uh, can i have my bloody mary please <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, it's just, they're prima donnas, some of them. Like, it's just, when does it stop, Jack? One. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Uh, me neither. That's, <laughs> I guess that's why we're doing this. Yeah, we're that's trying it. to find answers, but we can't find answers to everything. Yeah. We're, so what do you drive, so what do you race at, Big Nails? Yeah, of course, right? Yep. Yeah, we have Big Nails. Everybody writes big nails nowadays. I think He's, even Brett Hearn went to yeah. a big nail, didn't he? Yeah, Hearn. I think Matt Hearn's building big nails now. <laughs> yeah, Hearn's, Brett Hearn's new car, you know, they kind of <clears throat> took yeah. some ideas from the big nail car and put them in their own. But um, it seems to be going good for him. I'm happy for him. You know, the, I really like the T.O. guys. <laughs> they're a good group of people, and they're struggling. It's tough when you're struggling. You don't know it what's wrong with the car. You know, you do a lot of things. All right, what part of the car is the reason that it's not as good as it should be? And sometimes you got to look at the other stuff. I mean, Bicknell did the same thing to Tio yep. ten years ago when Tio was the dominant car. It's just you got to do what you got to do. Um, but I'm happy to see those guys. It looks like they got a good car under them that uh, 
they seem to be having some success with. I mean, Brett ran well this past week, and Billy Dunn ran well with it. So, you know, it's good. It's definitely good. It's not good to have one dominant chassis builder. It's not good for anybody. No, you want to see a mix out there, definitely. Mix it, yeah, it makes it Absolutely. more competitive. Like, yeah, it's just like NASCAR with the Toyotas, Ford, Chevys, and all that stuff, too. It goes from one to the other. Right. Everyone will hit on something hot for a while, and yep. then and someone then, else will catch up, you know? Yep, and then just vice versa, just right down the line, just keeps going around in a circle there. Yep, 100%. So if it's back to, like, I guess somewhat normal after the elections in November, what is your plans for the 2021 season? Well, we'll have to see how things unfold. I think the plan right now um, will be, we'll definitely be at Albany, Saratoga on Friday. Um, we're definitely going to be at Fonda on Saturday in the Eric Nelson 85 car. And we definitely plan on running the Super Dirt Car Series. So other than that, I don't know. We'll probably hit some other shows here and there, whatever pops up, but. I think we'll have a pretty busy schedule with just those uh, three commitments there. Oh, so don't worry, Count. Ooh. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, I'd really like to run Orange County, but, um, you know, we got that deal with Eric Nelson there running at Fonda, and it's a good car, good motor. Um, and, you know, he's talking, he wants me to drive for him again next year, so it's hard to pass up. Now, if Bret Hart offered you a ride for next year at Orange County Race Wizards Cars, would you throw Eric Nelson under the bus? I don't know. They just, you thought about it. I don't know. I don't like to be too hip- hypothetical. We'd have to, you know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about that because I don't think Fred's going to put me in one of his cars. But <laughs> I mean, you can never say never. Never. Yeah, I don't know. Jack, yeah, you know what? That, if I if I get the phone call from Vinny or or Brett to drive one of his cars, then I'll worry about it. But for now, I'll, I'll, we'll be driving for Eric Nelson. I'll take care of that for you if you want. We'll, we'll put in a good word. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll put, yeah, right, at least, I appreciate least, it. yeah, at least for Eastern states. Yeah, definitely. Brett kind of knows how to win one of those. He's only done it 12 times. Yeah, he's all right, I guess. Yeah, I he's mean, a... <laughs> yeah, he's no slouch. He's no, like, newbie or overrated. like that. Yeah, yeah, he's a little <laughs> overrated, right? He's a halfway decent driver. He's got a couple wins, I think. Yeah, if you think about this, if you think about this way, you know what's what's Shepard Shepard tied with them now, right? For most most dirt car championships, oh, he's one behind. Right, he's one behind. All right, so how long the Brett race and, and Matt's probably going to tie him and pass him within the next five years, I would say. Yeah, but the you know what's really impressive to me is nine hundred over nine hundred wins with Brett. I mean that's There's unreal. An I don't think anyone's going to touch that record for a very long time. No, the closest. Person is Billy Powell Sr. Yeah, but that's a mix, though. Hard did it all in modifieds. No, I'm oh, sorry. He has, two, he has two sprint car wins. I was there for them. Pouch has, if you look at Billy's wins and the different kinds of cars Billy did it, it far blows Hearn away. Hearn did it in, I guess, small block, big block, and two sprint car wins. Really? Yes. And Pouch is what? Hmm. Sprint car modifieds? Everything. Asphalt. I think he probably has a couple late models in there. That guy's just about done it all, too, and, like, everything. He's a wheel, like, that's for sure. Yeah. So, you know, Kenny Bright, all those guys back in the day. Right. Yeah. 
You know, it'll be, I, don't, I don't know if that record will ever be good broken. Pretty good drivers from down here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know if I that mean, record will ever be broken because you know, nowadays you can't. Yeah, that's true. What's that? That's true. I was saying nowadays you can't race as much. Yeah, you you would have to run you would have to run a hundred races a year and you know expect to win thirty to forty of those to even come close to that. Right. Uh, so Jack, how old are you right now? I'm 21. You're 21. So how long do you how long do you plan on racing for? As long as I can. <laughs> All right. So if you win starting now, so let's say I'll give you 30 years. You win 30 to 40. You, you could tie or break his record by 300. Wow. Yeah, so, it'd be. I'd have to win 30 races a year for 30 years to tie his record. To tie it, yeah. So if you go 40, you, you know, you, then you beat it by 300, so you better get your ass in gear then if you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I better get going. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, go-karts. Go back to go-karts. Cherry pick if you have to. Dude, if we're counting go-kart wins, I'm already at like 130. There you go. So you're right there. So you need another 800 more. That, that, dude, that yeah. shaves off like three years. Yeah, that, yeah. Mike's yeah. right. Three years right there. Like, you, right in the bank. You're playing with house money now. You're going to have to tell your two crew guys to quit their jobs because you got to go racing full time. Like a lot. Like 200 times a year. <laughs> yeah. I think we only got 40 something races this year. We got to get it going. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> better get their shit together over there. You better, uh, no, you better unreal. pack that, you better, <laughs> You better pack that car up and ship it over to Australia and race with them guys in the winter. I don't know why you're talking to us. <laughs> winter, you should be on your way on a freaking boat with your freaking car right now, getting ready to race with the kangaroos over there. Are they still on fire, or are they good now? Uh, well, I don't know. Who the fuck knows with them? They're they're weird. <laughs> they're from down under. Uh, no, I think that's getting ready to start over there. Yeah, it is. I think maybe like this weekend or something, maybe the first weekend over. Uh, you have to call up Peter Britton and ask him when his brother's racing. Yeah, he stumped us too. Yeah. Koala Pete. Uh, so, uh, a major race, one of the crown jewels, which one would you love, absolutely love to put on your resume to win, besides all of them? Um, Super Dirt Week. Super Dirt Week Eastern States. Okay. Charlotte, you know, those are the big three. I don't know. It's it's tough to pick just one. Um, the big show at Albany, Saratoga, because it's my home track. Mr. Dirt USA, um, the Valley. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't run the Valley much, but I'll dude, I'd around. really love to, I'd love to win a race at Weed Sport. That's, that's on the bucket list for sure. That That's cool. That's very cool. Weed Sport's a cool track. It's very difficult. Yeah, it looks it. Track for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was good racing last night, though. Max got it, it figured out last night. Yeah, Max came out at the end and said, "Excuse me, thank you very much." Yeah, he did a great job. He really earned that one. Um, unfortunately, I was watching it from the grandstands with our motor issues, but he came up through, and you know, Matt was running a great race, and Matt Williamson was running a great race too, and Max yeah. just. Made the right moves at the right time. He really earned it. That was cool to see. Doesn't doesn't hurt to have Matt Shepard set your car up either. No, that never hurts. 
<laughs> oh, God, no, that never or, or could it, though? Or could it? Uh, I don't know. Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt could tell you you just look like shit. I don't know what the hell his problem is. I set it up like I set my yeah, bullshit you did. You sabotaged <laughs> you sabotaged everybody. All right. Well, Jack, we, we certainly do appreciate you coming on uh and spending your time with us. Even though we're pretty pretty boring guys, but we, we greatly appreciate you coming on, and we we uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck the rest of this year, and uh, hopefully we can get in touch with you again, maybe uh, before the season starts next year, and get you back on and, and uh, talk about what your plans are for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. I'd love to be back. All right, everybody. That is Jack Lehner. Um Like I said, we wish you the best of luck the rest of the year. Good luck, Jack. Be Thank safe. You. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. No problem. Have a good one. You too. All right, just All right everybody. That was the Ginger Ninja. Jack Laner. Jack Laner. That interview was all for you, Punchy. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Jennifer. Thanks for coming on again. Thanks, Josh. Leaving us hanging. All right. We just got to. You want done something done right? You got to do it yourself. So, yeah. Brian, uh, what else? Yeah, yes, my back's starting to hurt from carrying them. <laughs> Getting cool for that shit. Um, pretty interesting October fast, I guess. Pretty weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Prego takes two. Shepard only got one. Looks like Friesen struggled. Uh, Shepard had a terrible week. Absolutely terrible, and apparently, obviously, you know, I feel yeah, like everyone expected. I feel like everyone expected him to run well. Land of Legends. I mean, he's been to Victory Lane, I think, over a hundred times there. Um, but even that race, he he, that was a whole nother car. That was a backup car that he ran there because the his primary car just ran, ran like shit all week. Yeah, he's been like he's been. When he's on, he's on this year. When he's off, he's just that's. Well, I'm starting. To, I feel like Shepard has like he'll have a really good year, and then the next year's you call it an off year because it's an off year for him. But any other dirt modified racer would still love to have that year. Yeah, because because we all high uh, hold him up to like like uh, very high. We consider him one of the best out there right you, now. You expect him to win thirty races a year easily all the time. Exactly, and so when he only wins twenty, you're like, yeah. "Oh man, he had a shit year." But <laughs> go for it, right, right. I was down here like, "Shit, I wish I could get twenty wins in one year." Hell, we got guys down here don't even have twenty career wins. <laughs> I mean, look at Matt; he hasn't slept because he only won twenty times. So, like he's used to the thirty forty range. Right, right. He's eating ramen noodles this week because he's only got twenty <laughs> wins and hot dogs. <laughs> hey. but, all the all the uh, shirt sales probably make up for it because I know he sells a ton of merchandise. Yeah, he does. He's one of the popular drivers out there. Love him or hate him, we're all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He's he's that he's he's like a Dale Earnhardt of uh, dirt racing. You either love him or you hate him, but you want to know what he's doing at all times. You know, well, you can never count him out. Obviously, huh. he's the back. I mean. I mean, look at Bridget this year. He, he played chess, played chess with Friesen, got him, 
boom, car broke. Yep. Uh, and I think I think if the car hadn't broke, that would have been a hell of a finish. Yeah. Yeah, I think he well then he had Decker was coming up and starting to push Stewart too, so Friesen might have blown that tire. There was nothing left of it. Yeah, because he didn't pit at all for a flat. Nope. And it was getting close. Yeah, he had nothing. I'm pretty sure I saw the pictures of that tire after the race, and there was nothing left of it. I mean, even Friesen this week was off, had it like off week for Stewart, because everybody expects him to go up there and just. Yeah, but I mean, look. Yeah, you want to. Stuart Friesen's a good driver, uh, and I'm not taking away anything from the drivers he races on a weekly basis when he goes to Fonda. But when he goes to Fonda, he dominates. Yes, he does. But now when he's up against all the dirt boys on a regular basis, he's, you know, he, he, they, they, they just, he doesn't look as good. I mean, uh, we got, you got Shepard, Dunn will be in there, Williamson, Fuller. And let's uh, not, let's not take it away from Mahaney because Mahaney had a hell of a week. Mike, Mike is, uh, I tell you what, ever since he got in that 35 car is, he's really doing some great stuff. You watch his, he's going to get more and more wins out of that. Well, and I said uh, last year, or maybe it was in the year, the year before that, if he stops racing sprint cars, well, he did. He's now look what he's doing. Now he's yeah, he'll become a much better. Yeah, he'll become a much better modified driver. One team, because when I first started liking him, like he was, I, dude, it was hard to keep up with car he was in. Then he's yeah, doing like three different rides. Yeah, three different rides and modifies the sprint car. Like I, I wish he would just, like you said, focus on one thing. Right. One team, not the one team, which is dirt decent, and hey, 2020 Albany Saratoga champ too. And he had, and like you said, he had a great October fast, very consistent. Uh, he had a little, little hiccup last night at uh, ten, didn't he? Sweet sport with uh, uh, apparently an illegal bump stop. So what does that tell you? If he didn't have the illegal bump stop, if he started up more towards the front, possibly you could see him maybe going for the win. Well, and if you he he posted a video last night on his racing page, and uh, apparently he ordered that bump stop from Dirt Car. Huh? So he could? Well, was there a protest? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, apparently somebody protested him. Oh, so there's a little ratty rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm. I read a lot that it was the the 44 crew. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know that for sure. This is all speculation, and I don't know if I don't know if Mike knows. I mean, I mean, if you get protested, I don't know if they tell you who protested your car. Yeah, not sure. Because I mean, that would probably start a fight. Yeah, they'll tell you later. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter because you'll, you'll see each other at some point in time. They just probably keep it anonymous. I mean, we'll ask. We can ask Mike in a couple of weeks. Is, is he on ne- next week? No, two weeks. Two weeks. So we'll ask Mike in two weeks, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how open. I mean, he seems to be pretty open about it. He doesn't have any shame, or and like he said, he said if if I would have known it was you know they were going to give me a hard time about it, I wouldn't have put it on the car. But he ordered it from Dirt Car or whatever, and they told him that there was three different bump stops they can use based on stiffness. So there was a soft, a medium, and a hard. And he, he told him to send him a, an assortment of bump stops. And uh, somehow, I guess this illegal one, which was, uh, it was three quarters of, it was three quarters, yeah, three quarters of an inch too long. But it, but he ordered it from dirt. Right. So it makes absolutely zero sense then. 
Uh, does that make sense to you? No, and this is why I hate World Racing Group. Thank you, Bobby. Here's what I want. All right, we sent it to you, but, but oh, by the way, Mike, that's illegal? Like, what? That makes no sense. This, that's why I hate World Racing Group. I can't stand them. Oh, really because good. if it's true, why? Because a certain, if it's true, if it's true, a certain superstar on your series or uh, said something, oh, so, yeah. But Come on. Think, yeah, but let's think about that. It is... I mean, Friesen's good, don't get me wrong, but is he really a superstar on that series? Because I'm going to say no. time he ran the series full time. And he got his ass spanked by Shepard. Exactly. It was like over 200 points. Yeah. So, I mean, does he win a lot? Yeah, he does win a lot. But, uh, And I don't want to say that Friesen cherry picks. Because, there's, I mean, he races all these Saratoga. There's a lot of talent there. Um. There is. Yes, there's just a lot of talent at Albany Saratoga. Right, and he won every race he was at this year at Albany Saratoga, I think, except for like one or two. Uh, but when he's with racing on the dirt series, he's he's just it's, your average driver. And he's racing against the cream of the crop. Yeah, I mean, those, those guys, they're good. They I, really are. Some of them I just mentioned are going to go to the Hall of Fame. Timmy Fuller. Um, I, Phelps probably will go. Phelps is good. Phelps doesn't get a hell of a lot, but he, he can't count Jimmy out in big races. No. No. Yeah. He, he I, was, I know. I know. I know what you're going to say. But. He was, uh, no, Jimmy was, Jimmy was good all week. Jimmy Phelps was good all week. He was he consistently, really, he was consistently fast all week. He usually is. Yeah. I, and, I, uh, I'm not surprised Mad Max won that race last night. You know, Mad Max usually he's pretty he's pretty good. He's a talented race car driver. Uh, I I just had no idea that that was his first Super Dirt Car Series win. Uh, that was his first win, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Which that that surprises me. The fact that he won the race didn't surprise me, but the fact that it's his first Super Dirt Car win surprises me. I would have thought that he would have had more. That car looked. It did. Yeah, and yeah, that kid drove a great race. And what's Tyler being a Hall of Famer, Mike McLaughlin, you know, that kind of helps you in both asphalt. And Mike was a pretty good dirt driver, too. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Max has done good on dirt, and now he's got his asphalt ride, too. I wish he'd come back to dirt in that car. That'd be so, that would be interesting. Back in the HBR car? No, Mad Max in that 30, in the coffee car. Yeah, no, he looked good in that. He looked really good in that car. That car, car was fast. Huh? Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I would love to see him. I, even if it was for the tour, if I don't know if it's going to be possible with his asphalt deal. I would love to see him on the dirt tour, at least the dirt tour, in that coffee car, just to see what he would do. Yeah, I mean. Fix it up, but, you know. That, I know, I, that would probably be really tough to do. I'm going off of one race. I get it. Yeah, that'd probably be tough to do. But, I mean, the kid's talented, though. I think he can do it. I think he could be a – if he's hooked up like that, I think he could be a sleeper. He's just, he's just got to get with a good team, and I think that, that coffee car is good. Yes. For whatever reason, I, HBR, guys, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just 
they don't their guys don't ever win a lot of I mean obviously when Shepard raced for him he did fairly well but <laughs> he won a championship. Yeah, but I mean other than that, I feel like those HBR cars don't do all that great. Except for Phelps. <laughs> yeah. I mean Max so, didn't do all that great when he was in that six car. I mean they, I think he had some wins at Canadegua weekly, but it counts when you go up. Well, no, I mean, it, it counts, but when it's tour racing time, you know, it's championship time. That's, yeah, that's, that's the big money. Well, the championship's big money. Their weekly payout, or their, their payout yeah. for 100 yeah. laps is horrendous. Yeah, hello, 1985, how we doing? How's every, how is every, I mean, even, even, hang on, I was just looking at it earlier in their, uh, payout for October fast was, uh, I would say subpar. Like, let's look at a. They uh, they posted the payouts. I, I mean, I guess it, I guess it wasn't terrible. Like the uh, the Land of Legends race, seventy five hundred win. Uh, Matt Williamson second, four grand. Mike Mahaney third, twenty five hundred. Eric Rudolph fourth, eighteen hundred. Billy Decker. Fifth, 1600. Mad Max was sixth. He got 1400. Larry Wright, or Larry White was seventh. He got 1300. Tim Fuller was ninth. Or I'm sorry, Tim Fuller was eighth. He got 1200. Rocky Warner was ninth. 1100. Jimmy Phelps was tenth. So a thousand for ten. Last It's It's not terrible, but it's, he pretty much took a, a page out of uh, Brett Dayo's payout. I was going to say that, yeah. Dude, that, sounds, that, that payout kind of sounds familiar, Mike. 500 bucks for last. Yeah. I mean, it's something. Better than that. 23rd, 23rd. It looks like pretty, oh, that's ridiculous. So, 17th on back was all 500 bucks. How much? 500. Seven, 17th to 28th paid out 500 bucks each. Huh. Wow. I mean, wow. Just wow. From, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Do that. Now, like last night was a 10,000 to win race. Oh, woo. I think they should all be 10,000 to win. They should be. So, 10,000, Max, Mad Max got 10 grand to win. Shepard second got 5 grand. And Jimmy Phelps finished third. He got 2,500. Yeah, that's, yeah. So there must have been, yeah, but see, the payout really drops off in this one. They really pulled the money from the field to pay that 10 grand to win. Because, uh, so Mike Mahaney must have been docked some money. Because he only got 500 bucks for finishing 10th. Last night? Yeah. 500? But, but, uh, Maresca finished 11th and he got 800 bucks. So I think they must have fined Mahaney money or something last night for that bump stop. Oh, that was. All right, start last and then five, like half of what you wherever you finish, half earnings. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, whatever. The, the, the payoff dropped off. I mean, 
the payoff last night dropped off pretty quick. You know, it looks like it looks like it was scheduled to pay a thousand for tenth, but my Mahaney must have got docked five hundred bucks, and then eleventh drops to eight hundred, then it drops to seven hundred to six hundred. Yeah, and so on and so forth. Thirteenth only paid five seventy five, so you know, definitely top heavy payout. Yeah, well, most most of the dirt races are anymore. Anywhere you go. Yeah, I would say that Deo is probably the only guy that doesn't have super top heavy payouts. Obviously, I think the fifty three thousand the win race next weekend or this weekend at Port Royal, I think that's gonna be. That's going to be pretty top-heavy. Um, but I haven't seen anywhere for, uh, like, a, a payout breakdown. And usually he's pretty good about uh, having all that shit posted. But I can't yeah, find Yeah, it is. I, I can't find a, a payout for uh, for that race. That's going to be two 100-lap races pretty much. Yeah, I mean, dude, the, the pit stop sucks. I hate that. There is no pit stop. Oh, you mean the competition yellow? Yeah, the competition yellow. I mean, Eastern States is live pit stops. Yeah, I know it is. Oh, wait, hold up, hold up. Pay structure. Found it. Oh, oh found it. So, 53000 for first. Do you want to take a guess at what second place is paying out? 25. 20. That was close. Dude, thirty-three thousand dollar drop off. Third, third place pays ten grand. Fourth is seven thousand. Fifth is what was third? Ten thousand. All right, we're still fourth. Fourth is seven thousand. Fifth is four thousand. Sixth, three grand. Seventh is twenty-five hundred. Eighth is twenty two fifty, ninth is two thousand, and tenth is seventeen fifty. Two hundred laps. Fifteenth pays a thousand. Fifteenth. Fifteenth pays a thousand. That's actually pretty good. That's I mean for you know for a dirt race. Oh, it looks like he's planning on starting forty cars. Wow. And 30, 39th and 40th pay out 300 bucks. I might get hit there. That's, that's because they're both provisional starting spots. Okay. Uh, 38th, 38th all the way up to 28th pays out 600 bucks. So okay. That, it's a total purse of $127,475. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive for a modified race. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. Oh. It doesn't drop off too bad. Nah, I mean, still get 20 grand for second place. I mean, that's, what's the, What's the Victoria 200 pay? 20 grand to win? 25. 20 or 25. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, what's, what's Eastern States pay? Well, they, they're 40 to win, aren't they? Yeah. That, uh, I can see that starting to change and go up. Yeah. With, uh, new director of motorsports there. Yeah. I mean, there's no, this is like the longest running is 
dirt race, I think, in the country, continuously running. He's pretty good at bringing in corporate sponsors. Yes, he is. So get that damn surface situated. Yeah. Then you go. Yeah. Then we're. It's going to be an interesting ride. It's going to be a good ride, I think. All right, everyone. That's all the time we have for tonight. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Probably not, like every other episode. But it's like us. We don't like it either. Yeah, we don't like it either. All right, we just, we just keep doing it because we got nothing else done on Monday night. It's the kids away from us. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, thanks for tuning in. I am Clark Mike Griswold, alongside my co-host Brian. The Mouth Hustlinger, yep. and you have been Black Flag.